This week, we learn about the refugee community connection created by Columbia alum Nan Warshaw. In Reporter's Peace, Columbia alum helps refugees with living necessities. And then we speak with Chronicle graphic designer Vivian Jones on her work in illustrating the obituary stories for the Chronicle, as well as what inspired her drawing style and more. Then, stay tuned to the end where I dive into the editorial on page 18 of the Chronicle's newest print edition, Year in Review, where I reveal whether or not Columbia has made on the naughty or nice list. I'm here with reporter Amina Sargazana talking to her about Peace Columbia alum helps refugees with living necessities. The Refugee Community Connection is a volunteer-based organization helping refugees and special immigrant visa holders through adopting a family and concentrating on their needs. Nan Warshaw, president and co-founder of the RCC, received her Master's of Arts degree in the Entertainment and Media Management from Columbia in 1993 and receives a Doctor of Arts honorary degree from Columbia in 2015. Hi, Amina. Welcome to the show. Hi, Amaris. Thank you for having me. I just wanted to ask a few questions about the piece, and I was wondering, um, how did you learn about this organization? Uh, I learned it uh, through Jackie Spinner. She actually helps um, this organization, the RCC, uh, and she let me know about this group and about Nan Warshaw and how she organized it. Okay, and then what inspired Warshaw to create the organization? Uh, well, the story that she told me was that back in 2016, when the presidential election happened, her son was very upset with how political situation is going on, and they really wanted to do something, their whole family, like her and her husband. So they tried to volunteer in other places, it didn't really work out, and um when they were at the church, uh, they met the other person who I interviewed. Uh, his name is um, uh, Evan Zimmel. Uh, and he had experience with working with refugees from Afghan. And he was giving a speech in a church. And um, Warshaw reached out to him. They started working together. And that's how it came together. And at first it was just a few people helping out each other, like neighbors, which is still, that's how they operate. But now thousand more people joined there since the latest um, political situation in Afghanistan. Speaking of that, why do you think it's an important time for this research resource to be available to Afghan refugees? Yeah, I think it's always important for us to have resources like this for refugees. But right now, it's especially important since we all know about um, the situation in Afghanistan, how Taliban took over it. And um, Nan Warshaw told me how at least um, every day one family from Afghanistan comes to them and they need help and they um, cannot take anything substantial with them and they come with literally nothing to this country. So having free resources with just kind people who you can talk to is more than important right now. I was also seeing that um, RCC has uh, two free donation stores located in Albany Park and Rogers Park. Could you explain what these donation stores offer? Um, they offer just uh, everyday items that you might need, clothes, um, 
tuck maybe you need curtains maybe you need spoons just anything in your house you could think of because these people come with nothing what did you learn that you didn't know before um i did not know that uh, organizations like this exist that they're not officially any organization and it's just literally good enough people come together and help one another it's it's amazing I want to just say thank you so much again, Amina, for coming on to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm here with Chronicle graphic designer Vivian Jones to talk about her work and illustrating the portraits for the obituary stories for the Chronicle, which are featured alongside Ryan Brumbach's portraits, the lead graphic designer for the Chronicle, and the Chronicle's year-in-review issue. We will also talk about what inspired her drawing style and more. Thanks for being here, Vivian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So I know today we're here to talk a bit about your art, some of the processes behind it, as well as your distinct style. But, you know, first off, I want to talk about when did you first discover you liked drawing and you know, when did you start? What really started me off with drawing was this one anime show called Sailor Moon. It's like one of my favorites. And to this day, like I'm still obsessed with it. Just seeing like the bright colors and just seeing like uh, the main character Usagi uh, transform uh, really inspired me to like want to draw and try and create like my own thing. And then also my brother Melvin, when I was younger, he used to be able to draw like any anime character or any character off the top of his head. And like I'd ask him to like draw a few of like my favorite anime uh, characters and it just really inspired me. And um it kind of like fueled me to want to draw more and to learn how to be able to draw characters. So when I would uh, watch these certain like anime shows, I would look at the different type of characters and I'd like try to draw them from memory or like I'd use them as like a reference to like help improve my art. Awesome. Yeah. And then so does your brother still draw as well? He actually doesn't draw anymore. Um He's, like, low-key, like, kind of envious of, like, me and my brother now because, like, <laughs> we're the ones that can still draw. And um, he just kind of, like, lost the skills. Uh, like, a funny thing about it is that he's taking art classes now. And um, oh, okay. it helps to, like, I guess, like, get those art school skills back that he used to have. Well, I hope you can bounce back. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So then a bit about your, um, I know you're doing digital art now. Um has it always, have you always been doing digital art or did you, were you once doing more traditional art? And then kind of when did you make the um, transition to digital art? Well, when I first started drawing, most of the things that I used to do were on sheets of paper. So like the paper that I used to have, they used to be like everywhere in the house and I have like different types of like folders. And like eventually like my parents, they got super frustrated and they ended up like buying me sketchbooks. And uh, if like one of them filled up, like my mom would buy me another one. And then um, because like I wanted to learn how to draw even more, I went to like an art high school called uh, Chicago High School for the Arts. Oh, and I did like a lot of like professional work there and it really like helped strengthen like my art skills. And um, from there, like being here at Columbia, um, I started doing like more traditional work. And that's when I got into using like drawing tablets with like a monitor and using different type of like programs like Photoshop and Clip Studio uh, because it's like more quicker and um, 
like although like having traditional skills is fun um just like being digital now is a lot more easier for me and just seeing like other illustrators like everything's like digital so uh, if you just feel like being an artist like you kind of have to learn how to like be more digital so yeah yeah i know that you know i also have been drawing quite a bit you know i haven't made the leap to digital art yet and i know that i've tried but there definitely seems to be a kind of a learning curve for that um but i feel like once you kind of get past it it's like you mentioned it's a lot more convenient and you know it's like you mentioned you know most of it is digital art now so you kind of have to um but let's move on to your your art style i know that you have a very distinct art style i know that um you're actually you you uh drew a, a graphic for an upcoming story of mine and i know when you sent me the actual photo or the picture um i started a few of my friends at the chronicle and they were like oh is that vivian and i'm like yeah that's yeah that's vivian and so it seems like your art style is very recognizable um could you talk about you know a bit about your art style and how how long did it take you to find it and you know how would you you know describe it well i'd say that like my art style is constantly like always changing like um during the summer like over the summer like i had like a very different art style compared to like how i am now like even when like i look at like the way i color like it's totally different now um i'd just say like just being like an illustrator um when it comes to like my art style i'm actually not sure like what my art style is I just say like now I'm just being more comfortable with like experimenting with line and just using like a lot of like fun and bold colors that speak to me. And like uh, my Instagram name is Coloristic uh, Vivi and um, I decided to call it like Coloristic Vivis because like I use a lot of like vibrant colors and like um, I feel like if I didn't have color in my work then it'd just be like really boring and very bland. So definitely like uh, one thing a part of my brand is like my color and I just say that like my work is uh, tends to be very whimsical and it's inspired by like the anime show I already mentioned Sailor Moon and like um, other shows that I've watched growing up. Yeah, I know you mentioned anime and Sailor Moon, and so it really makes sense that you really tried to incorporate a lot of color because I know that not just anime but Sailor Moon in general is very lots of color. You know, lots lots of eye catching colors, um, and so yeah, I know it all makes sense. Um, but I also liken um, someone's art style to a bit about, it's it's a journey. I mean, you know, as an artist uh, myself, I mean, I'm not, you know, like a graphic designer, but I mean, a lot of what you're into and your style is a bit about, you know, who you are as a person at the time. And so that's always changing, just like your art style. And so, yeah, it's it's an ongoing, ongoing process. Yeah, and, my style's always changing. Yeah. And so a bit about, now, um, I know you're actually here to talk about the the obituaries and the pieces you did for that. I know there's a column in this uh, this print edition uh, with you and Ryan's work on there. Um, I want to talk a bit about that. Um, so I know being tasked with drawing someone who has already passed is kind of a really sensitive and heavy heavy task and you really have to try and really capture the essence of who that person was so how do you go about that and then could you tell me your creative process and some of the steps you go through to try to really capture you know who that person was 
Well, when it came to like the obituary pieces at first, I was very nervous because for one, like creating like a strong piece like that is very sensitive. Um, like when it came to uh, just trying to like draw like the uh, each one of like the professors, I made sure that when I was talking to each of the reporters to ask like what their personalities were and the things that they liked. Like for example, uh, Linda Mesh, she was really uh, passionate towards her students. So for her, I decided to include like a lot of like vibrant colors and like hibiscus flowers, as well as a little bit of like symbols that associated to like the things that she was teaching, like um, um, being an entertainment lawyer. And so I feel like um, like the Linda Mesh piece was like one of my favorites because of like how vibrant it was. And I feel like I uh, did like an amazing job just capturing who she was as a person. And um, another thing that I um, made sure to ask like each reporter was to give me like uh, various different types of like reference images to just make sure that I got like the facial features down because like just having the likeness of the person is super duper important. 100% and I think you did a, did a great job in doing that and not just you but also the reporter. I know that it's kind of a team effort, you know, the reporter kind of gets the story, gets who the person was, hears from the family members and then friends and then the graphic designer has to then put that into art and visualize the person. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you did a great job with that. Do you have any upcoming pieces and yeah. As of right now, I've been working on a lot of like school um, projects and I feel like that helped um, like fuel the things that I want to do like once the semester's over with. Like for example, with my storyboarding class, I'm working on these two uh, really cool characters. Um, their names are um, Jonesy and um, and Phoebe. And I just thought it was like really cool. There's It's like a cowgirl and a witch, um, a witch character. So like the witch character, she's not very good with- um, Did you say cowgirl and witch? Yeah, it's a cowgirl Interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah, very interesting dynamic. Um, Something that really inspired me with that was this uh, anime show called Little Witch Academia. There's like uh, witch characters, so um, I took a few references from that, but they have like a really cool dynamic, and the uh, witch girl, she's not that good with making potions, so like each um, like storyboard that I'm gonna have for them, the witch girl, Phoebe, is always testing out different types of like potions that don't actually work, so over the break, I'll just be doing like character designs with them, as well as like a few like wanted posters. And then I know you mentioned a bit about also having an upcoming comic coming out. Yeah, so I'm working on this um, series. It's like a magazine. Um, the magazine's name is Avivis, and it's basically like um, these two characters. Uh, one's like an animal, like a pet canar canary based in Brazil, and um, I just wanted to like show the two like dynamics of like the characters and like how passionate they were for each other. Um, you know, like when it comes to like uh, having pets, a lot of people just think they're just there for uh, for you to just play with them and have fun. But I just wanted to show like how like f their friendship was and how um, it's more than just being like a pet and an owner. Like they love each other and um, they do everything together. So I'm really excited to like explore more with that. Um, with the recent project that I'd like to get started on once school ends, um, the main character, it's gonna be like a motorcycle ad. So I'm super decided, excited to where that goes because like the pet canary, she has a pet, she has like a helmet. So I'm super excited to see how that will go. That sounds super great, exciting. When would this be coming out? Um, 
I want to try and get it out, um, like, probably around in, like, January. So um, since, like, things are kind of, like, hectic now and I'll be, like, uh, reworking a few pieces in my portfolio, uh, once I'm done with that, uh, it'll be, like, up on, like, my Instagram for people to view. Awesome. And then I guess I have one more question. I know we didn't uh, prep for this, but um, would you ever consider maybe working as, like, a, a manga artist oh. or anime uh, artist? Yeah, um, that's actually pretty cool. Um, one of the things that I'm interested in right now, it's not really, like, um, like manga or anime-related, is, like, children's book illustration. So okay. I've been doing a lot of stuff with, like, uh, creating, like, children's book covers. And I actually did, like, um, a coloring book for, like, a client, and that was super fun. And I got to meet, like, the daughter, and that really helped me, like, figure out her pers- personality. Like, eventually, like, in the future, I'd like to do, like, a series of, like, storyboarders, like, working for, like, um, a studio like Powerhouse Studios or uh, maybe, like, DreamWorks or something. So, yeah. But I'd say, like, um, like anime definitely, like, influences, like, the things that I do. So that'd be, like, super cool if, like, I got the chance to, like, create my own manga or, like, help someone with their manga. Totally. Well, thanks so much for coming in today, Vivian. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. According to the Columbia Chronicles editorial board, the college's decisions in the past year have landed them on the naughty list. The decision to place the college on the naughty list was impacted by a variety of factors, such as tuition increased, staff not being paid enough, two long-time employee positions being eliminated, the children on campus policy, and the college's extended silence on violence against Asians and Asian Americans. The article in the paper and on the website goes into more detail on these factors. Now, on a more positive note, according to the editorial board, there were some saving graces for the college, such as the vaccine mandate and return to in-person learning. Additionally, Columbia was one of the first four-year institutions in Illinois to announce a vaccine mandate. Because of this, 97% of Columbia's campus was vaccinated at the beginning of the fall semester. With the mask mandate as well as the vaccine mandate, Columbia has had very few COVID-19 cases at any given time, even as cases in Chicago rise. The return to in-person learning this fall was an exciting event, with convocations starting the year off on high point. Looking forward to the next year, The editorial's hope is the administration will listen to the complaints of students, staff, and faculty, and be transparent about where funding is going, especially after such a large tuition increase. Students chose Columbia for a reason. For many students, Columbia is their dream school, and they're willing to pay the increased tuition next year, even if it's painful and hard. The editorial board hopes the administration should consider this and make it worth our money. Check out the full article, which is in the print issue, as well as on the Chronicles website. If you're a Chronicles student listening to this, good luck on your finals, and I hope everyone has a great weekend. Stay warm. This was the Chronicle Headlines. I'm your host, Nathan Serkin. And I'm Amherst Edwards. And And we'll we'll see see you next time. time.